Crawling through the mud in water-drenched uniform, Taylor limited the noise created by his breathing. Silence was survival. The voices of the enemy echoed behind a decaying barn. He crouched against the rotting wood, watching spotlights cross back and forth across the barricaded driveway of a once-abandoned farmhouse. He drew his M16 assault rifle and prepared for a fight. Alex Taylor called the sergeant. Gather your troops and be on the plane in three hours. You'll be dropping in on a heavily guarded enemy outpost. This is a stealth op mission. Take the outpost silently. If things go south, we have an A-10 on the runway waiting for the call. You've each been provided with a long rifle and sidearm, but don't shoot unless you have to. With that, the sergeant turned and left, off to speak to another squad waiting to risk their lives. Taylor and his squad were on their way to the outpost just as the sun floated beyond the trees. The distinctive sound of the air inside the cabin pressurizing moved the men into a line, ready to jump. They were in the air before the door had completely opened, sailing through the pitch black sky with only the lights of the outpost to guide them. With the jerk of an opening parachute, Doug's mind turned to the enemies. Three on the roof, four in the barn, two patrolling the driveway and movement inside the house. The landing was rough. Thick mud tugged at the boots of the men and, their f and forced them to cut away their parachutes. The walk was even harder. The mud made a splashing noise every time they stepped, so the men resorted to an uncomfortable crawl through the field. Taylor commanded a squad split up, half going through the woods to the back of the house and the other half continuing towards the barn. Taylor's half came to an abrupt halt at the click of a landmine. Taylor turned around to see the tear-filled eyes of a new recruit. The mine, underneath the boy's left hip, was in a position in which it couldn't be disarmed with the tools at hand. We'll be back. He could see the panic in the boy's eyes. I promise. They continued their grueling crawl, leaving the boy alone in the darkness. The squad approached a patrol in the field that wasn't seen from above. One of the men screwed up a suppressor onto his weapon and lined up a shot, but the thick brown slop covering the receiver caused the jam in the firing pin. The muffled click it made echoed through the night. Then there was shouting. Lights began scanning the field. A loud explosion from a landmine behind the men started the gunfire. The shots were like thunder booming from every direction. Taylor's men, who had assumed standing positions, were dropping into the mud like flies. Those who were still standing began to charge. An extreme force connected with Taylor's shoulder and sent him to his knees. He knew what it was. Adrenaline kept him from the extreme pain the bullet was sure to bring. He got back up, now the only one in his squad standing, and continued running. He, drew, he dove out of the field into a pile of straw and listened as the gunshots from the woods slowed and became silent. He was the only one left. He slammed a button attached to his radio and leapt out of the straw in rage. Some of his best friends were now out there dead in the mud. He scrambled towards the barn and paid close attention to the lights on the driveway. Enemies were scrambling everywhere, now three on the roof, seven in the driveway, and dozens searching the field. M16 in hand, he moved to the side of the barn, his shoulder now in agony. He let out a shout of rage and pain as he turned the corner and lifted his arm to his gun. He fired without aiming. He didn't care if he lived or died. All the men in the driveway fell to the ground. The roof, however, erupted into gunfire. Another bullet hit Taylor's thigh. He scrambled desperately for cover, finding himself behind an old tractor with a missing wheel in the barn. Then he heard it. The rumble. His saving grace. The night exploded with the sound of an A-10 warthog tearing through the sky. From behind his tractor, Taylor could hear shouts filled with fear and shots from an anti-aircraft trailer. But the outpost stood no chance. The roof of the farmhouse was ripped to nothing with bullets from the mounted guns on the plane. 
The driveway was flooded with holes. The lights on the driveway and in the field became still. Bullets tore through the barn, narrowly missing Taylor by peppering the tractor. There were no more shouts. The gunfire had stopped. He emerged from the barn, clutching his shoulder and limping, and stared into the star-packed sky as the rumble faded. The relief of an incoming evacuation helicopter put him at ease. He sat on the porch of the house and cried. He cried for his friends who died in the woods and field. He cried for their families, and he cried for his wife and son, who he almost left to live without a husband and father. The heli landed just off the gravel. Two men ran from it and lifted him into the heli. Bouncing in and out of consciousness, Taylor watched as the lights from the outpost faded into the distance. He closed his eyes and succumbed to the exhaustion and pain, knowing that he won't ever be able to sleep again.